let's just get out of the way the excuse of, I'll start implementing profit first when my business is profitable enough. No. You implement profit first for your law firm so that your law firm becomes more profitable. While Arjun was away, Team Arjun came to play. All the cats out of the bag now, folks, but we're still here bringing you our favorite and most importantly, actionable insights to Arjun's newest book, Profit First for Lawyers. We're going to help you accelerate your law firm's growth so that you can experience more profit in every aspect of your life. We're also going to be providing some behind-the-scenes footage of what it's really like to work with Arjun Robbins. So, put your BS aside for the next few minutes and put yourself, your family, your firm, and your profit first. Welcome back to another episode of the Profit First for Lawyers podcast. I'm your host, Carly, and today we are in studio with a very special guest. Here today with us is the co-founder of Profit First. We have Ron Saharian in the studio. Ron, I've been told that people even call you Obi-Ron. Is that right? (laughs) Yes, it it is my nickname uh, throughout the Profit First professional community. So thank you, Carly. I appreciate uh, you allowing me to be a guest on this podcast. Oh, gosh. Ron, I got to be honest with you. I'm going to do my best not to be a little bit starstruck today. I've heard so much about you, so I'm really looking forward to learning what you're bringing to us today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, me too. Me too. This is great. Uh, All of our listeners are listening to the Profit First for Lawyers podcast, but for those who aren't necessarily super familiar with Profit First, you want to give us a little bit of background. How did it start? Who are you? Why did you help to co-found this? Yeah, sure. So thank you. Uh, Profit First is actually a book written by um, my business partner, Mike Michalowicz. This is the original book, Profit First. Oh, I've never seen that cover before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our logo, and you can notice the cutouts there. So what Profit First actually is, is a cash flow methodology. It's a system. It actually is, is an allocation system. It is a business system that resides in between financials, which are historical documents, and projections, which are hopes and dreams. Profit first is the system that resides in between them. It's an allocation system of how you actually manage and control your money. I love that you said too that it's kind of the the in-between of your hopes and dreams and the raw data. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing, right? But I love that the hopes and dreams are in there too. I think that's really, really beautiful. So how did you and Mike meet? How did you decide to kind of move forth on this particular venture? Yeah. So um, Mike and I, we grew up together. We lived in the same town. We went to the same grade school. We went to the same high school. We actually played on the same uh, sports teams. And over the years, Mike and I have remained friends and he took the entrepreneurial route. I took the corporate route. And so as Mike was building his businesses, you know, he would be asking me, hey, how are you doing? Would you be interested in joining me? And over the years, I've said no for various different reasons. But my track was going this way. Mike's was going this way. And then I was working for a company in Manhattan and um, got the company to its all-time high-end revenue consultants on the street and margin. And then I was told we were done um, growing. 
done scaling. And that's what I enjoy doing is growing businesses. And so I'm like, oh, I've been slapping into Manhattan for the last four years. Uh, now I'm done scaling all this investment. I was just like, this stinks. I, I'm, I'm out of here. And um, Mike reached out to me and he said, hey, Ron, I, you're not going to believe this. I'd love you to read my new manuscript. I said, all right, cool. And so I read it and he's like, I want to start a business with you. And I'm like, okay. I was like, on, on this, this is the new copy of Profit First. This is the updated version. I said, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah. I go, I do this. He's like, what do you mean you do this? I said, what Profit First is, Mike, is grandmother's envelope budgeting methodology for businesses. It's the ultimate pay yourself first methodology. And he's like, oh my God, this you, you've been living this life? I go, yes. I that's how my mother taught me how to manage my money, how my brother and stuff, on and so forth. So this is this is the advanced version. This is basically how you pay yourself first, how you keep your expenses in control, how you become profitable. It's all right here. Yeah, and I said yes, and um, you know, in 2014, quit my job uh, in Manhattan to work on a startup in the basement of a house. And it's been nothing but a mini rocket ship and the best decision I've ever made. Oh, gall. You know, it has been so transformative for so many of our members at How to Manage a Small Law Firm. And I know Arjun himself talks about how it transformed his life and his budget and kind of helped keep him from going under. I have a clip I'll share with you a little bit later. But what advice, because I know it's kind of scary at first, right, to think about taking your profits first. So what advice do you normally give to the, I'm sure, thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs who have told you, I would take my profits first, but I'm scared, or I don't have enough money to take my profits first? Right. So the first thing is don't judge a book by its cover, right? It's not all about profits. Yes, the book is called Profit First, but the formula sales minus expenses equal profit, okay? That's what we're eliminating. That's the world is flat. Our formula is sales minus profit equal expenses, which means sell, 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 take up that P is representative of having profit, of course. That P is representative of having money for Uncle Sam because they want their piece because you're going to be profitable. That P is also representative of purpose. What is your company's purpose? Why are you doing this? It also represents security, a vault. We preach that every business should have three to six months of core capital available. So what profit first is, it's not about just taking your profit first. It's about fiscal responsibility and having a game plan and purposefully architecting the bank accounts in the cash flow in your organization to not only eliminate the pains, but achieve the wants. And so, yeah, it's not all just about profit. You know, and that's one of the things that Arjun talks about in Profit First for Lawyers too, right? Is that your Profit really encompasses your personal profit too, right? I, I love that you said that it's it's part of the why are you doing this? It, your profit first should be part of your why. You should ask yourself, why am I doing this? What do I care? What are my passions? Why did I start this in the first place? Yeah, uh, and, and with profit, you can run a healthy culture. People are looking at retention strategies. It's expensive to run a happy, fun, profitable culture. 
there's events, there's treats, there's games, there are prizes. And in order to create that culture within your company, you have to have the funds available to do this kind of stuff. And Profit First actually will allow you to architect your business in a way that you can have the culture that you want and the culture that people want to come to work every day because you're giving them something other than a paycheck to get up in the morning for. That's a great point. And speaking of culture then a little bit, Ron, I know we're pivoting somewhat from the list of questions that I had, but I find this so interesting because I have worked for many companies who believed culture is so important and we're going to invest what we need to invest. And I've worked for other companies that have said, no, you get a paycheck. That's why you're here, right? Can you talk a little bit to the profitability of developing a company culture, right? How does that help you have a more successful company to develop your company culture? Right. I, I want to go back a little bit and talk about methodologies and how we accomplish things. Because, you know, yes, you indicated two types of companies ones where they're willing to invest, the other ones where, meh, you know, it is what it is. But you may have heard or the audience have heard um, the theory, always be interviewing, okay? Always be interviewing. That means anytime an A player comes across your plate, you want to be able to hire the person, okay? And so that's a decent strategy, but if you're not able to afford or pay the person when they come across your desk, then that's not a good strategy to be always be interviewing. You're going to be wasting time. And so now understanding that strategy, taking it to a culture strategy, okay, actions speak louder than words. Money talks. And so the first thing that I ask people to do when they're doing initiatives or doing cultural things is, what is your budget? How much money are you going to allocate towards this? How are you going to fund this? How are you going to keep this initiative going? How are you going to continue to allocate money towards it? All ideas are great, but if you don't have the how-to or the system or the process along with that idea to keep it going, then it's not going to go anywhere. Every company that's listening that wants to increase and have a better culture, well, open up a bank account allocate a small percentage of money in there. And the only thing you can do with that money is cultural building things, whether it's a retreat, whether it's a pizza party, an ice cream party, whether it's, you know what, everybody, let's go to the movies today. But by having a bank account and a purpose in looking forward down the road, you're going to allocate money into this account for something that's very important to you as the business owner, which is a fun culture. Yeah, I will say too, I have been a lot more stickier as an employee when I have felt appreciated and wanted where there's that culture and that background of, I like coming to work every day. I like my coworkers. I like that my company cares about me. One of my favorite things about working for How to Manage is that my daughter, she just started kindergarten this year. And one of the first things that Arjun did was reach out to those of us on his team and said, hey, let us know when your drop-off schedule is, you know, because we all work remotely. I'm in a different time zone. He's like, let us know when your drop-off pickup schedule is so we can make sure we don't schedule meetings during those times uh, because I really want you to have the opportunity to like go with your kid and drop them off and pick them up and have that moment with them. And I thought that that was so special and just kind of built right into the culture there. 
it's a family first environment and you know that's it's purposefully built that way just like we did it here you know one of the things is is that you know hiring for core values and talent is great and that's what we want and when we find somebody that we're cut from the same cloth with we want to keep them we want to keep them happy and so by designing your compensation in a way that involves culture involves raises involves all sorts of stuff like literally if you're not profitable how are you going to give raises Right? If you're not profitable, how are you going to continue to have half-day Fridays on summers? If you're not profitable, how are you going to buy new computers for your staff that are bitching and moaning about the technology failing? Right, And so there's a lot of things that us business owners have to think about down the field. And Profit First allows you to structure your business in a way that these things that you're looking forward down the field are going to be taken care of because they're important to you now. Let's make sure that what is important today remains important a year from now, two years from now. And how do you do that? Well, by implementing Profit First. Can I ask then, Ron, because one of the bits of feedback or pushback, I should say, that I know that we have heard most often before people are ready to take their profits first is, you know, this all sounds well and good. This sounds like a pipe dream. Um, For one day when my business is profitable, then I can finally take profits first, right? How do you use profit first to grow a profitable business? Right. So a lot of business owners were like, I I got no money. I'm underwater. I don't, Okay. Who cares? Where you are now is irrelevant, okay? It took you X amount of time to get you into this position. You're not going to get fixed overnight, okay? Profit First does not care what your current financial situation is. It is a framework that will allow you to build the muscle memory, the financial muscle memory to help you get out of that financial situation and also prevent you from falling back into it. And so you take baby steps. It's like going to a gym, right? If I was going to go to a gym and work out, there's no way on my first day, I'm going to go to the bench press machine and try to put 300 pounds on. That thing would crush me. It would be stupid. Same thing with profit first. Most businesses can't take 20% out of their operating account and allocate that 20% into profit paying, boom, boom, boom. It's just not going to happen. But I can guarantee you that if I saw your P&L, your balance sheet, I could strip that bad boy down and probably find about 3 to 10% of waste or excess of things that are not necessary for the survival of the business. Okay. So once we have that conversation, then that's where we start. You can absolutely take 3% away from you know your expenses, or you can do a 3% increase across the board. That 3% marginal increase across the board can then be divided into various different percentages. And so you can start to be profitable. Yeah, your your balance sheet and stuff like that isn't going to be, but you open up a profit account and so that you can start following the system and it's going to take time. But when you do this, you're going to realize how fast it actually is happening in real time for you. So, okay, we have some buy-in now, right? People are saying, wow, this makes a lot of sense. I want to get started. So what are three tips or three um, kind of inside advice that you would give them to get started, to get over that mindset hump so they can start today? The first thing is to sharpen our business skills. 
right? Sharpen our business skills. That's why we're listening to this podcast. That's why we go to conferences. And but the other side of that is also strengthening your mental fortitude, bending your mind in a way to be open to new concepts, new ideas, because the world is not flat. But you have to bend your mind to these new concepts. Profit first is a new concept. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be different. You're going to have to enjoy the suck, right? So I have a 13-year-old daughter. Her name is Jane, and she is awesome at TikTok, okay? She's awesome at it. She sucks at Spanish. Why? She does TikTok every day. She does Spanish rarely. Why do you think she enjoys TikTok? Because she got good at it and she does it. And she, why does she think that's bad? She doesn't want to do it. She's not good at it. She isn't putting in the time. She's not enjoying the suck of it. Okay. So when you're experiencing profit first, continue to bend your mind to these new feelings, these new ways of doing business, these uncomfortableness that you haven't experienced before. And that is you sharpening your mental fortitude. That is you stressing your mental strength. And that's what you need to do as a business owner is not only sharpen your business skill sets, but strengthen your mental fortitude so that you can embrace these new concepts and continue with them when things get hard, you don't fall back in your old ways. You figure out how to get over it, through it, around it. Yeah. I've seen that actually a lot in my life, right? One of my favorite examples are, I guess, the ones that comes directly to mind, right, are the kids. And hey, I used to be one of them, right, that are told, you are so talented. This is something you're so great at. And they stop being teachable. They stop learning new concepts. They stop growing. They don't necessarily embrace the suck, right? But the people who do embrace the suck eventually outpace raw talent. You have to throw yourself in there and just keep at it. Uh, keep learning and growing. work to get paid. It's that simple, right? Like, you know, people that make things look easy have spent hours and hours on their craft, right? I don't get good at selling profit first or explaining profit first in a week took me three to four months before I was even able to explain to my parents what I was doing. Right now, nine years later, of course, I'm, I'm a little bit more eloquent in explaining what profit first is and what it does and have the success, but I'm still learning. I'm still figuring it out. I'm still testing. I'm still, there, there's so much more going on in this, this world that profit first can help out that I'm learning every day. You know, like Arjun's book is awesome. It's not only, it's not only good for law firms, it's good for all businesses, quite honestly. And so there's stuff in Arjun's book that I'm like, oh man, that's great. Holy cow, I would I thought of that. And so each time, you know, a profit first professional is writing a book, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's for lawyers, we are all collectively sharing our knowledge and helping the community grow. And you're part of the community, you listeners, because you're listening to profit first. You're part of this. We want you to grow. Okay. So if I'm gonna put that in like an overarching, I think the three tips that I heard at least were cut out the waste, right? Look at your P&L, figure out what can I cut out and start super small. Embrace the suck would be number two, which by the way, I absolutely love. And maybe embrace the community or keep growing, keep trying, keep learning. I mean, how to manage is a wonderful support community, right? And the community that you guys have built is one where you it's, it's safe and you can share. And same with profit first. So, you know, you're not going to know everything. 
We don't expect you to know everything. There's profit versus new. It's like learning a new language. Yes, it's conceptually simple. It is absolutely conceptually simple. It's not accounting. It's not bookkeeping, but the devils are in the details. And so when you're faced with uncertainty or curiosity, that's where you reach out. That's where you say, hey, how to manage, what does this mean? Hey, Ron, I don't understand this. Hey, maybe you need to you know, have a hire a profit first coach to help you with the advanced strategies. You're a lawyer. Don't be doing this stuff on yourself, right? I mean, listen, it's so funny. Like I, I hear it all the time. Oh, I read the book. I can do this. Yeah. Well, guess what? I read a book on how to you know, defend myself in court of law. Should I be doing that? Right. I, I read a book on how to change a tire, how to crack a back, how to you know, do this. Should I be teaching this stuff? Should I be actually doing it? You're a lawyer. You're not an accountant. You're not a bookkeeper. Step up. Open up an account and title that account, Professional Accounting and Bookkeeping Services. The true ones are worth their weight in gold. So what got you to the level you are now is not going to get you to the next, next level. Okay. That's why you join How to Manage. That's why you read Profit First, implement it. That's when you have curious um, opportunity, you go seek out those answers. Yeah. Stay curious. And I, what it really sounds like is you're saying, put your money where your mouth is, right? Like uh, open an account, put something in it, hire somebody who knows what they're doing and start living a more profitable life. That's what Profit First is. It's about looking down the field, making sure that what's important to the company is taken care of and funded. Yeah. Grandma's envelopes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Mike and I, we're, we're in S-Corp. Uh, we have 25 bank accounts at five different institutions. We've got multiple lines of revenue, uh, whether it's book licensings, whether it's licensing fees, whether it's membership, whether it's workshops, stuff like that. The financial clarity that I, Mike and I have at all times is second to none. All I need to do is, you know, work with my natural behaviors and you know bank balance accounting i can take a look at my bank balances and know where my cash position is at any given point of time i also don't have to worry about payroll i also don't have to worry about my expenses being out of control i also don't have to worry about whether or not i'm going to be profitable and that's a wonderful way to live right can you imagine starting a company where you your startup and you have a system in place that is going to ensure that you're paying yourself once you make your first sale, that some of that money is going to go to profit, to tax, to culture, to security, to purpose. Then you just focused on sell and delivering your products. So the first thing that happens when any business starts profit first, one, it's like the ice bucket challenge, okay? Right? They get, it's going to shock you. It's going to shock you, but that's okay. The next is we're going to create a plan. Let's come up with a plan. Let's see where you currently stand. What does it look like? Then let's come up with a plan to move forward. That's called relief. Relief that you have a plan. Next is when the business owners are actually operating the system, moving the money. When they move the money from one to the other, this is now empowerment. This is the first time that a lot of business owners are in control of their money. Are you in control of your money, right? Would you like to be? Yes, okay? So now you're, you, you have a plan, you're relieved. You're following the plan, you're empowered. Now you're focused on growing your business because all that other stuff is taken care of, right? You have a system. And so 
it really is a wonderful way of life. And it's a way to really use it as your foundation of a startup. But also, if you're a $100 million company, you can implement this bad boy as well. It doesn't matter if you're a law firm, a dental practice in Angola, Africa, in you know Seminole County, Beverly Hills. I mean, Profit First has been implemented in over a million businesses all across the globe. We have representation in over 40 different countries. Your business is not unique and not different, okay? Profit First will work in it. No doubt about it. Oh, that's great. It seems so simple and yet so freeing at the same time because you could just pull up your accounts and say, oh, well, here's exactly where everything is allocated. Like It feels like it takes some of the mystery out of it. It does. It's absolute clarity. And you know, it, the thing is, is that action speaks louder than words. So if you're sick and tired of what you've got going on in your life, well, do something about it. Make that change, right? Enough's enough. You're better than this. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your family. You owe it to your employees to run a better business. You know, our jobs as CEOs is to create jobs to help the employees live the lifestyle that they want, right? How can I do that if I'm not running a profitable, healthy company? This is all about fiscal responsibility. Now, I'm going to get on my high horse right now, okay? When is the accounting industry going to get hip to fiscal responsibility, okay? California's burning and going to keep burning, the Midwest is going to flood and will flood. The East Coast is going to get hit by hurricanes, blizzards, everything. The Gulf states are going to get hit with tornadoes, hurricanes, and stuff like that. These regional disasters have been happening forever. They're going to continue to happen. They're going to continue to devastate communities, states, towns, businesses. Those companies that have adopted profit first have weathered COVID, hurricanes, natural disasters far more better than those that have not. They made it through with flying colors. I challenge you listeners, do you want to be able to survive the next pandemic, the next natural disaster? Do you want to be able to provide your staff with profit distributions? Do you want to provide a great culture? Do you want your staff to go on grand vacations because you're providing them with a great job and a great lifestyle? That's the role of a CEO, in my opinion, small business CEO, not to increase shareholder earnings but to help our employees and our families live the lifestyles that they've always wanted to. Ooh, that was a good high horse run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you know, I, I had something queued up and I feel like maybe this is a good place to put it. So I have been trying to get this audiobook out. And as part of that, I found these set of old recordings from when Arjun in December 2021, I think it was, he sat down and he talked through Profit First for Lawyers and he talked a lot about you and a lot about Mike and you know he did this on Facebook Live so it's it's all public it's out there but I've been listening to these old recordings and I found a snippet that specifically talks about you know he was going to go under and then he started 
practicing profit first before he knew that it was profit first, right? Mike wrote, yep. wrote the book first. Um, yep. And then profit first, the book came out and kind of honed that even more. So I'd love to share this with you if you're willing. It's yeah, got two and I a half minutes. Yeah. And then let's see what you think about it. Okay, let's roll the clip. Here's just some some practical advice from, from my years of doing this. And to put some context around this, uh, my business this year will gross about $22 million. Last year, during the pandemic, my business grossed about $17 million. Year before that, we grossed about $15 million. And all the way back going to 2008, I was completely and totally flat broke. I mean, like seriously hardcore flat broke. Um, I discovered the principles of profit first by necessity before Mike even wrote the book. Um, it was, it was, I had to figure out a solution to the, to the challenges that I kept running into in my business or I was going to go out of business. I was, I was going to stay broke. Uh, and I would credit many of the principles to profit first to how and why I am now able to live. I mean, I'm happy to get into the numbers if anyone wants to know some specifics. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not saying this to impress you. I'm sharing these numbers to impress upon you that this is for serious entrepreneurs. This is for, if you have, if you have some, some degree of entrepreneurial maturity, you should want your business to be profitable. You should understand why your business needs to be profitable. And, um, look, I have a, my business will gross around $30 million next year. And we implement profit first. I, and I was, and I was implementing something like profit first back when I was broke. And I don't think my business would be grossing 22 this year, close to 30. We're projecting for next year. Had we not been implementing something like profit first all along. So let's just get out of the way the excuse of I'll start implementing profit first when my business is profitable enough. No. You implement profit first for your law firm so that your law firm becomes more profitable. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And um, it's not uncommon to hear that type of story where the business owner has been struggling and trying to figure out, knows there's a better way. And just by trial, hard work, and street smarts, our John kind of figured it out, right? Figured it out a little bit, right? Many people have figured it out a little bit. Mike and Arjun, they both probably could have written the book, right? I remember <laughs> my conversation with Arjun. Mike wrote my book. <laughs> you said it a little nicer than he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's not uncommon. I hear that you know, several times a year, right? But the difference is, is that, you know, all right, well, it's here now, we know it. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to be dragged through the streets to figure it out on your own, right? I loved what Arjun said. I mean, you know, he's a $30 million company, right? He's a, you know- Well, and that it, was 2021, 2022. We're, we're yeah. a little bit past that now too, but yeah. all the same. 
but but here's the thing. I've been to Arjun's house. He's paying himself. <laughs> he is, yeah. Right? And, but he's also taking care of staff. He pays people well. Um, and they do. you guys do fun things and all sorts of really things like that. So, you know, I, I mean, for somebody that I respect, like Arjun, to um, share his story of being there and then where he is now is unbelievable. But here's the thing. I'm not going to brag, but I am bragging. I've never been there. I've never had, I've never been there. I've implemented profit first from day one in the basement of Mike's house. We started with that percentage rate in the book. And all I had to do is pick up the phone, introduce the concept to accountants, bookkeepers, and coaches, and then deliver on that. Didn't have to worry about how am I paying myself? What am I going to pay myself? I knew that if I closed deals, delivered and retained, everything else was taken care of. It's that simple. Somebody asked me, Ron, how can I run a successful business? Easy. Read the book, follow the instructions. That's simple, right? And get over yourself. Your company is not different. It really isn't, right? There, there's hundreds of law firms implementing profit first. Law firms, $50 million law firms, startup law firms, right? You name it. They are implementing and experiencing profit first, and you can too. Mic drop moment. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, you know, I often say my parents were not lawyers, but I often say I really wish that I had had the opportunity to be kind of uh, bathed in the profit first principles than I have since I've been working on this book and since I've read Mike's book too. Because I feel like had we known their entrepreneurial journey would have been a lot more filled with ease. Um, you know, it's never going to be easy. Obviously, there's always going to be challenges. But I think one of the biggest challenges that my parents faced in their business was trying to figure out how do we become profitable and be able to do what we love and to bring this into the world, make the world a better place and take care of our family. And it took them a lot of time and a lot of trial and error to figure that out. It wasn't an easy journey. No, I it's wish not. that they had had these. I do too. I've had the pleasure of eating welfare cheese in the past before. The only thing fun about welfare cheese is back in the 80s when we used to get it, it used to come in big blocks and you could slice the cheese as thick as you want. Me and my brother used to make these grilled cheese sandwiches that were like that thick, but we didn't know any better. It was it, it didn't matter. It was a lot of fun. We didn't realize that thing. We realized things were tough, but we didn't realize, you know, blah, blah, blah. We, you know, but my father, he was a serial entrepreneur. He was all over the place doing lots of things. There was high peaks of money, then no money, and peaks of money, then no money, and all sorts of crazy stuff. And, you know, the toll that that takes on a child is crazy, right? It really does. And so, you know, if, if your business is affecting your home life, it's, it probably is affecting your children in one way or another. And while the children isn't going to raise their hand and say, hey, daddy, um, you know, that arguing is affecting me. I guarantee they're listening. They're listening and they're feeling. I was that kid that was listening and feeling. Oh, yeah. I had the opportunity to go to one of our uh, live quarterly meetings in July, and I did a bunch of man-on-the-street interviews and just kind of, um, uh, what is it, bulldozed our <laughs> members and asked them about how Profit First is going in their lives. And one of our members said that one of the biggest things that it did for him was that he and his wife didn't fight as much anymore. 
Uh, and I thought that that was so interesting because, you know, when you think of an accounting principle like profit first, you think of, oh, okay, what's what's the best thing that's done for your business? What I didn't expect to hear was such a personal answer of, yeah, my wife and I don't fight anymore. Our, our relationship is much better since implementing profit first because uh, it does yeah. touch every part of your life. If the business finances are messy, chances are the home finances are messy and vice versa, right? And so, you know, most people are divorcing over money when it comes down to it, right? And so, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. It it really doesn't. And so, again, it's just getting back to fiscal responsibility. It's Getting rich slowly is not sexy, but it works. I'm dying to say this, so forgive me for this one, but help us Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? If you were going to if you were going to uh, put all of this distilled into one principle, one thing, go take action on this one thing today, what would you tell our listeners? Yep, it's um, what I share when I speak to executives, college students, high school kids and um, grade school kids. And it's what's worked for me. So I don't know if it'll work for you, but it's worked for me. And that is to do what I say I'm going to do by when I say I'm going to do it and do it 3% better than expectations. When I do that, my staff looks up to me. My family looks up to me. I'm an employee. My boss is going to look up to me because I'm doing what I said I was going to do by when I was going to do it, and I did it better than expectations. An easy way to relate to this is if you're a kid and you got a summer job cleaning a pool, okay? Great. You clean the pool, you do the skimmer, you add the things. But the extra 3% might be to straighten the patio furniture, to put down the umbrellas and tie them, might be to roll up the hose, that's the 3% that's going to make you a rock star and set you apart from everybody else. Doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it is going to share that you are an honorable person, that your word does mean something, and that you can be trusted as a leader because you've demonstrated time and time again. So it's an overarching thing that I live by. Do what I say I'm going to do by way I say I'm going to do it and do it 3% better. I love 3% better. Oh, I think that might be my favorite bit of advice that I have heard in recent times. And I hear a lot of great advice on this podcast. (laughs) Thank you. 3% better. That's great too, because that doesn't feel overwhelming, right? Like you're not just talking about go above and beyond. That's like a small uptick that just enhances the experience. Just a little bit. And it's so simple right? It's just so simple. Think about that. If if the pool cleaner just simply arranged the chaise lounges and made them nice, you're going to be like, wow, you're going to notice that. But imagine if they came and they came a day late Mm -hmm. and they did their job, but it's not about doing the job. It's about the experience that you're providing the customer, right? Yeah. You know, it makes me think of the difference between your favorite hole-in-the-wall restaurant that has amazing food and then the cuisine that you go to at a fancier restaurant. And sometimes it's as simple as, you know, the quality of the food is just as good, but the plating at the fancier restaurant adds an additional level uh, to the experience. It's funny. 
You say that because what I teach sometimes is we can help you build a business and I relate it to the restaurant industry. There's three types of restaurants in my world, fast food, mom and pa, fine dining. Each one of them are great business models. Each one of them serves meat with bread around it, call it a burger, but how you market, how you deliver, how you package your services are totally different, right? One uses 99 cent attraction. I had what burger the other day, 99 cents, came in a bag wrapped in paper. It was delicious. It was awesome. <laughs> but for my birthday or my wife's birthday, we might go to Capitol Grill and you know, a burger there is going to be 55, 60 bucks. And they put their menu on the uh, window. Why? Because they don't want you bitching and moaning about the price of the food. <laughs> but you know where it goes, right? You know where that extra bit goes. And so as you're creating your law firm, what do you want to build? How do you want to service? If you want to be Capital Grill, you want to be a white glove concierge law firm, well, you better talk that lingo too. You better allocate you know, a look and feel and you better be able to afford the staff that the clientele at a particular level is going to expect. So knowing what you want to build first is going to dictate actually what you build. Ooh, knowing what you want is going to dictate what you get. That's that's my distilled down, right? I love that. I think that's a good point for looking into the future. And speaking of looking into the future, Ron, so what is next for Profit First? What, what do you guys have in the works that you're excited about? So um, next year is going to be our 10th year of eradicating entrepreneurial poverty globally. Oh my gosh, congrats. Yeah, thank 10 you. 10 years, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've... Um, we're expanding in uh, other countries. Um, we've opened up Profit First Canada, Profit First United Kingdom, and that's a replication of what we're doing here in America. And so uh, we have more book derivatives in the works, okay? And we need more Profit First professionals. We need more accounting firms, bookkeeping firms, and coaches to join our organization so that we can help law firms more, right? Because, you know, you guys got a great bookkeeping company as well, too. One that doesn't suck. Um, <laughs> it's literally called bookkeeping that does not suck for our listeners. I know, which is great, which is great. And they're, pr they're certified profit first, so they know all the nuances and everything like that. And so, you know, you can't handle all the business of the needs of everybody out there. You know, so no, if, we already have a waiting list. Yeah, right. I know. I know you have a waiting list. So, you know, if the listeners can't get on your program and are interested in working with a profit first professionals, they can go to our website and it says find a profit first professional. We can help them out. We can hook them up. But if your accountant isn't hip to this, get a new accountant, get a new bookkeeper. They work for you. Right. And if, if they say you don't need this, oh, it's too complex, blah, blah, blah. They're being self-interested. It means they don't want to learn it. They don't want to do it. They don't care about you. They care about themselves. If this is something that you want, something that you're passionate in, I'll make sure that you're getting the right support to help you do this properly, whether it's through how to manage, bookkeeping doesn't suck, or through our other member firms. So Ron, if somebody did want to reach out to you, how would they find you? Yeah, they can go to Profit First Professionals dot com, right? That's our website. Uh, LinkedIn. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Hit me up and uh, love to connect. And if you're interested in working with one, a profit first professional, there's an, a, a finder. And if you're interested in becoming one, there's an application as well. And I'd love to have a conversation with you either way. 
We'll put some of those links in our show notes, along with uh, Ron recently did a podcast episode on his own podcast, his and Mike's, with Arjun. Uh, and it's a really, really fun, interesting podcast. We'll make sure that we put that in our show notes yeah. as well. Ron spoke a bit about some of his takeaways from that one, but honestly, it was a really good episode and you should definitely go watch it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so, so much, Ron, for being on today. I learned a ton. Uh, we have so many snippets in this episode that <laughs> I just want to like cut out, put on a post-it and put on my walls, right? Um, what, well, my favorite one, I think, today was enjoy the suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. Dig deep. Right? It's almost, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a deep tissue massage, right? Oh, God, because that sucks but afterwards it feels amazing <laughs> right right and, and you know it's like do, you got to do the work before you get paid all right folks that's what we've got for you today i hope that you found this episode as interesting enlightening and actionable as i have as always if you have any questions or comments shoot us an email at podcast at profit and stay tuned next time as we serve you some more actionable insights that can help you take your profits first Thank you for joining us on another episode of Profit First for Lawyers. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, tell a friend. And buy your copy of the book at ProfitFirstForLawyers.com. Your future self will thank you for it. And we will see you next time.